0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter number 2,
1: and we'll read from verse number 8 to verse number 20. And uh, I love this time of the year and uh, the Christmas songs, but let's not forget the reason for the season, amen? And that's the birth of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter number 2 and verse number 8. The Bible says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We'll have prayer. We'll get right into the message and Uh, As I uh, pray,
0: I also want to remind you and ask you to pray with me and uh, continue to pray for Brother Charles Clements. He's going in for uh, knee replacement surgery tomorrow morning. And then let's be in prayer for Brother Tommy uh, Daughtry, who's going in for heart catheterization tomorrow. And uh, let's pray for these men, and let's pray for now the preaching of the Word of God. Lord, we love you. We come before you, and we certainly need you. Uh, We uh, don't want to miss what you have for us from your Word I thank you for speaking to my heart uh, this morning. I thank for that great message from Brother Gary. I thank you for Wednesday night, that great message from Brother Nathan, from Isaiah 9-6, that uh, his name shall be called Wonderful, uh, Counselor of the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And now, Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to miss what you have for us from Luke chapter 2. I pray for Brother Charles Clemens, as he'll be going in early in the morning for uh, surgery. I pray you touch him. I pray for Brother Tommy tomorrow afternoon with his heart catheterization. I pray you touch him. Give doc- the doctors and nurses and all the medical folks a great wisdom. Uh, but Lord, most of all, I pray you touch these men and strengthen them. We thank you for them. Thank you for their faithfulness to this church, their faithfulness to you. And I pray that you would uh, bless them and may they feel the prayers of God's people and may they feel the presence of God uh, with them tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love this passage, and there's a whole lot of messages you could preach from Luke chapter 2. I won't preach you a series tonight, but I'll give you one thought. How's that? It says in verse number 16, the Bible says that the shepherds, they came with haste. It's interesting because we use the word haste today, and usually it's something like uh, haste makes waste. You ever heard that? Or, you know, we get in such a rush or we get in such a hurry that we mess things up. By the way, I've done that before. And if you're honest, you probably have too. But I want you to notice in this context that that was a great response that the shepherds had that they went with haste and they found Mary. It's good that they found Mary because of who was with Mary. They found Joseph. It's good they found Joseph because of who was with Joseph. But here's who they were looking for. The Bible says, and they found the babe lying in a manger. Would you notice with me verse 12? This was the sign that the angel said that ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So when they found Mary and they found Joseph, I don't think they knew who in the world those people were, but they saw the baby and the baby was in the manger. They said, this is the sign. This is exactly who we're looking for. I know you've heard this before and sometimes it's funny how different thoughts will hit you at different times. But of course, the angels spoke to the shepherds and they said that they would find the baby in a manger. A manger was a feeding trough for animals. And I wonder if those shepherds, I wonder if they had been to that manger before. I wonder if they had been to that very spot before with their sheep. If the angels would have spoken to lawyers or to doctors, they may not have even known what a manger was. And they certainly may not have known where to look for one, but the shepherds knew. When they found this manger, this manger was unique. There wasn't food for animals in that manger, but there was the bread of life for all mankind, the Savior of the world lying in that manger. And so they found the babe, but the Bible says that they came with haste. The word haste is speed of movement or action. It is urgency. It is an eagerness. It is literally a hurry. Now, there are some things in life that you should not rush. I understand that. And I think it's good sometimes to slow down. I think you should take your time. This time of year, uh, Brother Fields, I always think about my conversations that I had with you and with the chairman, uh, as the chairman of the pulpit committee, and with that pulpit committee. Uh, Eight years ago, we came, Joanna and I, and Lacey and Savannah were the only ones we had then. We came from December 15th through the 18th, and uh, we officially candidated on that Wednesday night, December 18th, and then the vote was not till January 5th, just the way that Christmas and New Year's fell, and I think that was probably good to do that. Well, can I tell you, for my wife and I, we had been praying about it for months, and we have been talking to Brother Fields, Brother Askew, and the other uh, men that were on that pulpit committee, but we were not about to rush that. Because we wanted to make sure this was the will of God. And by the way, we didn't know it was the will of God immediately at the first phone call. We didn't know that. We need to pray about it. We needed to fast. We need to seek God. We need to get counsel. There are some things in life that you do need to take your time on, but there are some things that you need to get in a hurry for. There are some things that demand an urgency. There are some things that demand that you rush. I'll give you a great example. A couple weeks ago, We heard from Brother Nathan Johnson how that he was moving with haste to take his wife to the hospital on that um, Wednesday morning, right before Thanksgiving. Now, can I tell you, that was a good decision to go quickly. That would not have been a good decision had that been a routine doctor's visit. I would not recommend going the speeds that you told us you went for a normal routine Checkup, but for the delivery, desperate times, call for desperate measures, right? And you went with, hey, some things in life require an urgency and a hurry and an immediate response. I'd like to talk to us tonight and challenge us on how we should come and how we should move with haste. I want you to notice quickly in introduction, why did the shepherds come with haste? Well, the Bible says that they saw, verse 9, they saw the angel of the Lord. An angel is a messenger. And you know why the shepherds were in a hurry? Because God had given them a message, God had spoken to them. And friend, I want to tell you, whenever God speaks, we ought to be in a hurry to respond, we ought to be in a hurry to obey. Uh, in our home, we will say, I'll use uh, Chloe and Kylie as examples since they're in the pastor's pals. We'll say, uh, Chloe, I want you to go clean your room. 30 minutes later, she's still moseying up the steps on her way to the room. You know, there's not much hurry. Can I tell you, when God speaks, we ought to be in a hurry to obey. We, we're not guaranteed we're going to have tomorrow, but we must obey immediately. They saw the angel. When God speaks, we should be quick to respond. Notice it says that the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Can I tell you, when you see and you experience the glory of God and the majesty of God and the power and the might of Jehovah God, there shouldn't be any question what you're gonna do. You ought to obey and I ought to obey and we ought to obey immediately. The angel told them, notice verse number 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Well, guess what? We're all sinners. Guess what sinners need? Sinners need a Savior. And when you know that there's a Savior and you know that you're a sinner and you can't save yourself and you can't get to heaven without a Savior, you ought to make a beeline to get to the Savior so that you can be saved a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. When we realize that He is Lord, when we realize that He is the Master, when we realize that He is the one who is in control, we ought to be quick to respond to whatever He asks us to do. And then verse 13, the Bible says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now let's think about this. If in heaven they are praising and glorifying the Lord, if in heaven they are singing praise to God, don't you think we ought to be doing that down here? I'd say it's pretty important, and I'd say it's pretty urgent that we praise God and that we make a decision and make a response with haste. Let me give you a few thoughts and we'll be done. Number one, I see that they made haste to get to the meeting. The Bible says in verse 16, they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, you know what they did? They found Jesus. They got to where Jesus was. You know, it's interesting again that The angels spoke to the shepherds because shepherds understand that sheep are lost without a shepherd. And I want to remind you, you and I, we are lost without the shepherd. We have no direction. We have no purpose. Life has no meaning without the shepherd to guide us as sheep. The Bible says that we are his people and we are the sheep of his people pasture. You know what the shepherd does? Psalm 23, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. He leads us. He takes care of us. And that's what a shepherd does. Can I tell you, they made haste to get to Jesus. They made haste to get to that meeting. I want to tell you today is the day of salvation. I know I'm preaching to a Sunday night crowd, but I want to tell you, I think there's folks listening online. I think there's folks listening on the radio and there may be somebody in this auditorium that you have never been saved. Maybe you've put it off. Uh, Maybe you've just been going through the motions, but I want to tell you something. Today is the day to get saved. You can't put it off till tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. You can't put it off to next Sunday because you may not get another Sunday, but God has given you this day. Today is the day. I like what Joshua said in Joshua 24, not about salvation, but about service. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. The world says, and the world's philosophy says, that you need to find a job. By the way, I think young people and adults ought to find a job. A job is a good thing. You need to find a job. But the world says you got to find a job and find a house and find a car and find a mate and find a career and find a hobby and find a friend. But I want to tell you what you need to find. What I need to find is we need to find Jesus. We need to find Jesus and get to Jesus with haste. The world says you need to find yourself. No, you don't need to find yourself. You need to find Jesus. You don't need to find your passion and find what you want to do with your life. You need to find Jesus and let Jesus be your passion. Let Jesus be your life. Say, well, I just want to find what I want and find what I love and find what I'm going to do. Well, no, no, no. You need to find Jesus and let him give you the desires of your heart. You need to find Jesus. I'm talking to adults tonight. I'm talking to young people. Can I tell you, young people, You've got to find Jesus for yourself. It can't just be mommy and daddy's religion. It can't just be grandma and grandpa's religion. And I'm not just talking about salvation now. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus that is real. You're going to have to know Jesus on a personal level. You can't put this off. You can't postpone this. Ecclesiastes 12.1, the Bible says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. I've talked to many adults and they said, boy, I wish I would have found Jesus when I was a young person. I've talked to many adults that said, I wish I would have got right with God when I was a teenager or when I was in my my 20s or my 30s. But but can I tell you, if you don't do it now, there's gonna be a lot of years that are gonna be wasted. And you're gonna look back and say, I wish I would have gotten serious as a young person. Uh, stay with me here. You're going to think when I tell you the first story, you're going to think that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm losing it. Well, you may think that anyway, and I might be losing it, but not because of this. But when I was, when I was growing up, of course, my parents, uh, I was born in California. My parents worked for Pastor Treber, and you know Pastor Treber, and he's been here before. and uh, We've got him scheduled to come next September. We're fired up. Can't wait for that. It'll be a great time. But my parents had worked there. and My parents had known Pastor Treber, when, uh, when my dad knew him as a teenager, and my mom and dad worked for him after college and uh, served the Lord out there, and I remember my dad telling me stories about Pastor Treber. And I remember him telling me stories, and you know, I felt like I knew Pastor Treber, but I didn't know Pastor Treber. Well, the time came that I got to go to Bible college, and I got to sit under his ministry, and I got to be around him. And then my wife and I, after college, we went back, we got to work with him. And, I felt like I got to know him on a, a personal level. It wasn't just through my parents or through a friend, but, but I actually got to know him. And by the way, everything my dad had told me about him, he didn't exaggerate. Pastor Treber was the real deal. He loved God. He walked with God. He was, had the touch of God on his life, and I'm thankful for that. But it had to be personal. My dad also told me about somebody else when I was growing up. My dad told me about Jesus. My dad told me about the best friend you could ever have. And I remember my dad, and we lived in an old house in Illinois. And by the way, uh, uh, in, in North Carolina, you don't have a lot of basements. But in Illinois, we had this old basement. I, mean, I wasn't even finished. It was just a, by the way, it was good for tornadoes and stuff like that. In the Midwest, you had to have a place to get out of the way. But an old, unfinished basement. And then it was just a, just a, a regular house. And then there was an upstairs, kind of like an attic, that was semi-finished off, and we always called that the, the way upstairs. I don't know why we called it that, but it was, we called that the way upstairs, it was, and it was steep steps to get up there, and when we were little, we didn't go up there a lot, because it was always scary, you know, it's like, you're by yourself, and you never know, you know, all that. But, um, but that was where I remember times on Saturdays especially, but my dad would be getting ready to teach his Sunday school class. And I remember he'd go up there. He'd be up there a long time. And he'd come back down. I said, Dad, what were you doing? He said, I was studying, I was praying, I was talking to the Lord. I was getting ready to teach my Sunday school lesson. I remember as a boy, I remember thinking, you know, I want to know God like that. Well, I got a little bit older and I just heard preachers say, you got to get a prayer closet. How many of you ever heard that term? Get a prayer closet. And by the way, if you pray in a closet, God bless you, that's great. But if you don't pray in a closet, but if you've got a place to pray that's what we're talking about. You got to have a place. It's got to be a place where it's you and God, where you get alone with God. And I remember, I think I was too scared to go way upstairs. So I remember thinking, well, I'm going to find me a prayer closet. Well, my closet was too packed with toys, you know, and my closet was too packed with stuff and there wasn't a light in there. So we had this little area under our stairs. We called it the dugout and we called it the dugout. You, you couldn't stand up in there. You literally had to crawl in there and We had a lot of our baseball cards. My dad used to collect baseball cards, and uh, us boys, we'd collect baseball cards, and we'd store our baseball cards in there. How perfect to have a place called The Dugout where you store baseball cards. I mean, that's just fitting. But I remember thinking, I can't get in my closet because my closet's full, and, you know, my brothers and sisters, I don't know where I'm going to go. And I was a boy, and preacher said, you got to walk with God you got to find the prayer closet. you got to pray. you got to read your Bible. you got to get to know God. Not just, uh, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. Not just, Lord, bless this food, amen. Not just go sit on a pew on, on Sunday morning or sit on a, a, a chair in the teen class, but you got to walk with God for yourself. And I'd get in that dugout, and I'd pray. I probably didn't know what I was praying. I was just praying things that the Lord would bring to my mind, and I didn't know what I was doing as a boy, I'm sure. There was a passion in my heart. There was a burden in my heart. I wanted to know God like my dad knew God. Can I tell you everything that my dad told me about God? He wasn't exaggerating. God is faithful. God is true. God is real and God answers prayer. And what God did for my dad and what God did for my mom, I want to tell you, God has done for me and my wife and God can do for you. But you got to have a meeting. I'm not being spooky. I'm not being mystical or magical. I'm not talking about anything crazy. I'm talking about you get saved, you get born again, and then you get on a path of walking with God every day. I'm talking about reading this book. Talking about praying. You say, well, what does this have to do with the shepherds? Well, the shepherds said, we've got to get to a meeting. We've got to find Jesus. They were more concerned with finding Jesus than anything else. I don't know where their sheep were. I'm sure they put them somewhere safe, but I want to tell you, they were making a line to get to Jesus. Number one, we must make haste to get to the meeting. Number two, I believe we must make haste to deliver the message. Notice what it says in verse number 17. The Bible says, and when they had uh, uh, seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. You know what these shepherds did? They said, somebody told us about Jesus. We've got to tell somebody else. And they made haste. These shepherds didn't go through a training course on Bible doctrine. They didn't go through a course on public speaking. They were not educated. These shepherds just immediately began to tell everybody what they saw and what they heard. I want to remind us tonight as Christians that we don't have to analyze the message. We don't have to change the message. We don't have to dissect the message. We don't even have to verify the message. You say, well, you know, the Bible says this, but I'm not so sure it's true. Well, I'm pretty sure that you don't know what you're talking about because God is always right. God's never made a mistake. And the shepherds said, we've just got to get the message out. They were more concerned with telling people about Jesus than they were with what everybody thought about them. You see, the message is not a secret to keep, but it is an announcement to share. This was God's plan. The shepherds were to share the news that they had been given. And God's plan today is for us to share the news with a lost and dying world that Jesus saves I'm glad somebody shared the message with me. I'm glad somebody told me about Jesus. And may God help us to share the message with haste. Number three, the mission. I believe the mission is found in verse number 20. After they told it, the Bible says in verse 20 that the shepherds returned. They went back to their sheep. They went back to their jobs. They went back to their occupation, but they didn't go back the same way. They went back and the Bible says they were glorified and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Here's the mission. The mission is this. We are to glorify God in everything we say and in everything we do. That's why we're here. That's why we were created. The shepherds came to see Jesus. They came to see the Lamb of God. The shepherds came to see the great shepherd. They came to see Jesus. Can I tell you, what they did not realize was that the one they came to see, that shepherd that was lying in the manger, he was a shepherd that would do things much differently than things had been done before. I read this week, I thought this was so good. But you see, in the Old Testament, under the law, the shepherd would take one of those lambs and would offer the lamb as a sacrifice. And the lamb would be slain so that the shepherd could live. Well, I want to tell you what happened under grace. I want to tell you what happened when Jesus came. It wasn't the sheep dying for the shepherd, but it was the shepherd who died for the sheep. And aren't you glad he came? And aren't you glad the angel said to those shepherds, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at VBCRR.org. May God bless you as you serve Him
1: this week.